Welcome to It's Real with Jordan Edwards. My guest today is Alex Porat. She is a singer-songwriter from Toronto. She got her big break when Shawn Mendes saw a cover she did of one of his songs, and now she's doing original music. Her new single, Happy For You, is out now. So here it is, episode 24 with Alex Porat. How are you doing? How's uh, how's isolation treating you? Pretty good. Um, actually, that's a fat lie. Um, I say that that's like my automatic response to everything, but it's been pretty good recently. I would say earlier I was definitely struggling. Yeah. Well, I promise this won't be about what are you doing? What are you watching? What are your Netflix picks? <laughs> you know? Yeah. How have you been? I've been okay. I've been okay. This kind of has, has saved me. Like, I guess yeah. there's a positive to that, you know? No, it's awesome. I listened to the last one. It was great. Oh, thanks. Thanks. So you have some new stuff coming out or you had some new stuff come out. You had, you just had a new music video that you released. Yes. Um, happy yes. for you. So tell me about what that's been like trying to promote that at this time and, and trying to get that out there. It's been very interesting because, you know, we don't have the ability to set up live shows and go out and sing the songs to people in public. But it's funny because so much of promoting the song happens through social media anyway. And I love social media. So I just sit at home and I just do what I have to do from home, which isn't too bad. Yeah. Well, the music, yeah. the music video itself is gorgeous. Um, it's you. really, the production values are great. It's, it's a good song. It like, it's, it's kind of one of those deals where you yearn for being able to go to a set and have actors and have a director and things like that. Tell me about the music video itself, where that came from and how that came together. Totally. So, um, my director that I have for pretty much all the visual stuff that I've been doing um, recently and for the future, she is amazing. Her name's Iris Kim. She's from Toronto and um, she just has the most like creative and like beautiful visions when it comes to the songs, which is why I'm so happy to have her on board. I think we just have the same sort of likeness for like the colors and just the vibes so with happy for you she totally I, I remember her saying that she like loved the song even before we chose that as the second release and I was so happy that she wanted to work on that next because we were like you know what we got to get this one out and then her um like she just has an amazing team we get to set it was the longest shoot ever but it was it was so nice because working with that group of people is so fun all the time, and um, yeah, and we just like shot the video um, in one day. And as I was getting um, the cuts back, I was just like, "This is so beautiful." I'm so thankful and grateful to have just the, an amazing team with the visual stuff. One thing that seems to be consistent with music videos is that the ones that are a huge pain in the ass tend to be worth it. Mm -hmm. the, the story of this was so hard to make, but it's turned out so amazing. is such a common one. And you had, you know, you came up doing covers 
and that's what most people know you for. What was it like, you know, what's the difference between doing a cover in your room with a single camera with a lighting setup that you know what it is versus trying to deal with, you know, all these different moving pieces? Totally. I mean, it's very different. I think I much prefer having kind of the set and a director and just people around just helping the situation. Because when I'm in my room doing it, I'll spend hours and hours trying to like fix every little piece and make sure everything's perfect. And it's one of like the biggest downfalls of doing something DIY from your room. Cause I know this is the case with so many people. They just nitpick at every little thing and it feels like, although it feels like there's more effort um, on my part when I'm acting in a music, because you're like, you know, facial expressions, everything like, all that's going on. It feels more effortless, even though there's definitely more work behind it when you're shooting a music video. I think in the room doing covers, you're like, okay, I'm just going to sing this thing through, record it. But it ends up taking hours and hours for just like a simple one shot video. So what I'm curious about then is when you do a cover video, how much thought goes into wearing the right hoodie having your hair mm -hmm. pushed back in the right way. So it looks like you're casual in your room, but also kind of put together. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I think my whole vibe is just being really chill um, in terms of like my choices of clothing. I think that my biggest thing is just always being comfortable. And part of the reason why I like love watching other people's covers from their rooms is just like oh I get to see like them in their mo like most intimate space and setting so whenever I shoot anything from home I'm just like you know I have to be chill but I still I still will be looking at the viewfinder and seeing if everything looks like kind of cute kind of okay so the th thought definitely goes into it how do you choose what songs you cover and are you purposely trying to make people cry? Oh, <laughs> um, that's so funny. Uh, you do a I, lot of slow songs. Yeah, I, I think I love slow songs because I love crying myself. So if a song makes me feel like I'm going to cry, I usually feel like that's the like one that I can relate to the most. And therefore, like, singing it and covering it feels more effortless. Whereas like there have been fast songs that I've liked, but I think I just really relate to the slow ones more. It's just easier for me to. So covering them feels more authentic. I think that when you start off, there's like, there's, you, you have no guidance cause it's, you know, it's YouTube. It's very creator based. You get to choose whatever you want to do and you get to just go with the flow pretty much. And Sean Mendez and like the Callum Scott cover, all of those things happened in a time where YouTube started to like pick up traction, at least on my channel. And the Callum Scott cover was going viral at the time. And then the Sean Mendez thing was happening. And then I was like, okay, well, now do I cater to what they want to hear? So I felt like my music taste was kind of getting. It was, it was definitely in a weird place because I was looking at the comments and seeing what people wanted to hear, but also at the same time, it was songs that 
you know, people might not like older songs that people might not be listening to like on the daily on like new music Friday or anything. It wasn't always new stuff. So I liked having the mixture of like a new song that people didn't know of and then bringing back like a good old tune and that sort of thing. Now, when it came to actually making your own original music, where did you start? Did you have, so let's back this up. Let's do the, uh, let's do the Alex, Alex. I know you're from Toronto Mm -hmm. and you're a singer and that's like it. So tell me about your (laughs) background. Yeah. So I grew up, I actually grew up in Vancouver and I was born in Malaysia and grew up in Vancouver for pretty much most of my life. And then I relocated here for high school. And I went to a high school in Mississauga and then went to university for like two years. Thought I was going to do that. Thought I was going to become a lawyer. Didn't happen. (laughs) Um, I left university after two years and then just kind of tried to make music. But um, the covers and stuff, that all happened like the last year of university. I think I was taking it a lot more seriously. Although I will, I like, I started YouTube a long time ago. Like I would say 2010 was when I opened my account. So it's been a while. What was your, what was your (laughs) early experience with YouTube when you were still like in your early teens? Yeah. I mean, 2010, I think. So my first video was a cover of airplanes uh, by B.O.B. and Haley Williams. And I made my brother rap the like B.O.B.'s part. So he was like eight years old, I think. And then as we got older, we obviously privated the video and took them down because that's so embarrassing. Um, he's Is like, it embarrassing or cute? It's cute, right? It's like, it's cute, but like, I don't know if he would like it. I don't mind it. Is your brother I'm like a big tough guy now? Is your brother like too cool? Oh, he's just like, yeah, you know, he's, he's cool. He just, he, I don't know, maybe he wouldn't mind now, but I do threaten with him with it from time to time. I'm like, oh, do you want me to release the video? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's funny. And I'm, I don't think he knows that I still have it, but yeah, like I started releasing covers and stuff when I was really young and it was super DIY, just like shot with whatever phone I could find my parents' iPad just like little things like that. And then a lot of those videos are private now though. <laughs> yeah. So once you had the momentum with the covers and you had some notoriety, you had a lot of views, you had a lot of followers, what did you decide on taking that audience and introducing them to original music? How did you make that transition? Still a transition that I think I'm going through. Um a lot of the covers are still like gaining so many views every day. So it's weird because I have like covers up there and then I still have the music videos up there. And it's nice because um, I do get messages all the time of like people that have been watching the cover since the beginning being like, I love, you know, I love the new song, the new single, the new music video, whatever. And I'm like, thank you. Like it really does mean a lot. So there's, that conversion there and there's also like the problem with the actual business side of things where breaking into the music industry is feels a little bit harder when you're a youtuber because there's like a slight stigma i mean there's so many artists that have like come out of youtube like conan gray for example and just you know people that 
are really paving the way for YouTubers right now to transition into the music industry. But, you know, it's still a work in progress. From a musical standpoint, where did you start? When, what kind of music did you want to write? Did you write the music yourself? Like, tell me about the actual musical process of creating your own music. Totally. Um, when I was in high school, I was I went to an arts high school. So I had music class like every single day. And I really didn't know anything about music. And I've never had um, proper vocal lessons or anything. So I relied on my school's curriculum basically to help me learn a lot of things like choir being in choirs really helped me figure out vocal technique in a way that I had I was singing so much my voice was getting so tired but then once I like started singing in choirs that whole problem started kind of fading away and then also with learning jazz music in high school um, a tool like well scatting the skill of scatting I guess learning that kind of um, helped me a lot with songwriting now because my process starts more so with chords if anything and then I kind of just you know not exactly scatting but the same idea kind of throwing melodies into the air that fit a chord progression and then that's kind of where the song starts and then it just grows from there I really like your production you have some cool samples and you have a uh you know, an aesthetic that kind of has that 80s hazy aesthetic going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Tell me about the production, because one thing is cool about your original music, the uh, Happy For You and uh, Only Hanging Out Because I'm Lonely, it's that they the sounds are good, but there's also like an abrasiveness to them. Sometimes, sometimes they're like, there's the, 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 the chords are a little bit out front. They're a little bit more loud than they maybe should be. So tell me about the Mm -hmm. sound itself sonically what you're trying to achieve and how you achieve it i love when i'm hearing the song like being made from scratch in a session so like those both those songs we started off um in session and when we start building it i think it just it's so raw and then as we're writing the lyrics and melody like producer like for example like jeff um Hazen who we did only hanging out with he was just like going away at the computer and I think a huge thing is that whoever you're working with just needs to get you and understand like what type of feel you want with the songs and Jeff for example and like Mike Adubato from um Happy For You like they just totally understood that and it was cool because we wanted kind of like an like an internet vibe but also something to pull a bit at the heartstrings yeah so i mean yeah you're totally right like only hanging out has definitely an abrasiveness to it especially in the chorus it's just fun and energetic and then with happy for you on the chorus with the with like all of us in the room we were screaming happy for you so that's where you can hear like little male vocals in like the background and it i don't know it just adds like another dimension and i i really like both of the so- those songs for those things. No, you released a self-titled EP a few months ago um, mm-hmm. in January, I guess. And some of those songs have gotten good streaming numbers. So what did you make those songs before you made the, the, the most recent two singles? 
Yeah, so those songs are actually just, they're covers. Um, so those were recorded, like, so long ago. And then we just decided to package them and, like, into kind of, like, a little bit of an EP with my full name as the title. Because YouTube, the audience from YouTube know me as Alexandra. But yeah. I, w- I, like, never call myself that. I would never introduce myself as It Alexandra. sounds like a lawyer so, name. You sound like yeah, it sounds like a lawyer name, and it's just really I I would never say that. And so when we transitioned to the original music, we wanted to like that was like a little ode to the original like following to be like we still have this for you here, like we're not taking yeah. it down, don't worry. But so yeah. are are the are the two singles that uh, happier for you and and only hanging out because I'm because I'm lonely. Are those your your only two original songs like that you've recorded in a studio setting so far? No, I've I have so many more. Um, yeah, tell me what's next. Is there, is there a new album EP like down the line that's supposed to be coming out? Yeah, I think we're working towards an EP this year. We have um, a couple more singles planned, and um, I think those are going to come out first and maybe like build up to the EP, which is probably going to happen maybe early of 2021. I'm not really sure of the timeline because of everything that's going on right now, but yeah, working on that. I think trying to figure out how to, you know, shoot a music video from home is another step. My goal is that by the end of all of isolation is to have like at least four new skills under my belt. And, like, I don't even know what the other three would be, but the first one being, like, helping shoot a video from home would be just so weird, but cool. Do you, do you play any instruments, piano or anything? Yeah, I can, I can kind of get by on the keyboard, but I, I wouldn't say I play it, um, because I know, like, simple music theory, so once you have that, it's not too hard to, like, work around on the keyboard. The guitar, I feel more comfortable on. But again, I like something about saying I play the instrument feels like I'm lying because I I'm definitely not confident either. But I mean, having the proficiency enough to at least write a song, you know, and then to yeah. take it to, you know, when you ever get the chance to take it to a producer and be like, here is the lyrics and here's the chords I worked out. Let's make something totally. more substantial. Yeah, it's like to like play chords on the guitar. Yeah, that's like something that I can definitely do. Um playing a whole song like a tabbed song out i don't know if that's something i could do but maybe that's something i'll work on during this time who would you want to cover one of your original songs like which popular singer would you choose wow hmm oh man that's such a tough question because it's like i'm trying to think of another artist that would kind of be in the same category. I feel like someone like Conan Gray covering one of my songs would be like very bizarre to me, but like so cool. Um, and yeah, maybe even someone like Claro, but you know, it's so hard because I can't even imagine what it would feel like to hear my own songs getting covered. I heard one person cover one of my songs and I was like, this is whoa this is a weird well yeah i mean it's 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 inevitable with your original music if you push it far enough people are going to cover like it's unavoidable 
And it's yeah. part of the flattery too. I think it would be a sign that you're doing something right if someone's covering your song. Oh, totally. Yeah, it would definitely be a sign. I think I would. Uh, yeah, I, I remember like kind of tearing up when I saw that the other one that um, my manager sent me. She's like, look at this. And I was like, stop. This is my song. And yeah, it was just a cool moment. Your music videos are real, the ones you've done. The one you did was was really cool. You You actually care about the cinematography and the lights and the colors and things like that. So growing up, whose music videos inspired you? Whose music videos really caught your attention when you were younger, like watching YouTube or whatever? Mm -hmm. I think, I think I watched so many, um, like Miley Cyrus videos, but also Britney Spears, Britney Spears stuck in my mind for some reason. She just is so like it's just so dreamlike her her video concepts i just i can't imagine um and they're very like candy colored everything's very yeah. saturated and bright and big pinks yes. and purples and reds totally and it's just everything's so fun there's like dancing and i just i love the idea of dancing i i think about it all the time i'm like oof do we take it there <laughs> but it's like a hollywood movie you know millions of dollars yeah. and and you're entering in a in an era when even $10,000 is a lot to spend on a music video. A hundred percent. I think like the same way, like Lady Gaga, all her productions were just crazy. And I just, I love it. Even like Katy Perry, like all those um, like pop icons from that time, they're just releasing these very colorful, fun videos. And so now I think when we take it back to our, like our production, it's, it's like the whole idea of like having it be fun, but still like very internet vibes. Yeah. That's like the best way to put it, internet vibes. Right. Do you record, when you record, do you think about, is this going to go on a Spotify playlist? Is this going to go a YouTube playlist? Does that enter your mind at all when you're making a song? Not at all. Honestly, like maybe it should, <laughs> but I think when we're, like in the room writing, it's just, it. I never think about what's going to happen after. I just like want to make the song, the best song, like the best version of itself possible. And I don't really think about the aftermath, which is kind of funny because I've heard stories like, at, like I'm independent right now. And if I've heard stories of like people saying that their A&R is going to be like, no, you can't say this word. And I'm just like, wow, that's crazy because Things like that do not even cross my mind. Having that built-in YouTube audience gives you a little bit of freedom, I feel, because you don't feel as much pressure to reach people. You already have the audience. It's about yeah. converting new people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I never want to like have have to be like, oh, I have two separate like people, like two separate right. audiences to go to. I kind of just think of it as like, these are the people and then there's new people and that's kind of how it is in well, my head. And maybe you don't like her at all, but I think Tessa Violet's done a really good job of transitioning from YouTuber to having legit music videos. Yeah, how do you feel about, how do you feel about Tessa Violet? I, I like, I really like her videos. I think her art direction, like just, it's really cool seeing um, like shapes, colors, and just like these palettes, um, being used in like a very kind of like modern 
ish way. I don't know how to describe it because it feels like it just feels fresh. So I feel like I haven't seen stuff like that before, but I remember like watching her videos um, right before we were getting ready to shoot like the videos for my, um, my projects. But one thing I, I glazed over that I, that I meant to ask you about, you said your parents are, you, you were, you were born in Malaysia. Is that correct? Yes. So how much of a cultural tie do you have to Malaysia in terms of like arts and music and stuff? So personally, I feel very tied to like my Asian heritage. And that's because, well, my mom is half, my mom is Asian. My mom's not half Asian. She is Asian. My dad is Polish. And so we in our household, like live a very diverse life. Like I would say our dinners are very confusing. Like they will be half like Asian food and half like like Polish, like European situation going on, but can your dad make um, some really good pierogies? Yes, he does. He does. Yeah. I love pierogies. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting. I haven't been there in a couple of years, so I definitely want to like go back there, especially cause with YouTube being a like very worldwide thing. I've been able to connect to like a lot of people in Asia. So I definitely want to go back. I think it'd be very fun to sing or perform in like Malaysia, Singapore, Indonesia, that type of situation. Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Um, is it, is it pronounced Porat? Is it that simple or is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cause you're all <laughs> over the internet, but I couldn't find a video of someone saying your name, you know? Totally. Yeah. yeah. And if they say it, it's like, do they say it right? Who knows? <laughs> right. All right. Thanks, Alex. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a good day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> It's Real with Jordan Edwards is presented by PopDust. You can find me at jordanedwardsstudio.com or on Instagram at jordanedwardsstudio and check out the latest in pop culture, music, and entertainment at popdust.com. Mm-hmm.